Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Michael Reed on LMFM. Monday morning, the 20th of September. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11 a.m. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. We'll begin today with uh, the controversy that surrounds the commemoration of an historical event. I have participated in many different events now in this task of what I'd like to think was, and I believe was, ethical commemoration. This is uh, the President of Ireland talking about uh, the way the 1916 Rising was commemorated 100 years on. What we have uh, seen is something very healthy, and that is the emergence of a respect for complexity and detail rather than the positioning of argumentative uh, reactions in one side or the other. We've all gained from that. And I can tell you from going around the country, because I have been in so many different settings, it has been welcomed particularly by a new generation who are coming to the history uh, and are willing to have it informed uh, by facts and facts that are necessary often in contest with one another, but that have to be placed in context. Michael D. Higgins speaking there in 2016. The President knew five years ago that a stream of centenary commemorations lay ahead of him and uh, that some of those events would be easier to mark than others would be. That respect for context is going to be a very necessary and valuable preparation for the far more difficult periods into which we're heading through the ending of World War I uh, and also through the War of Independence and and the Civil War. And of course uh, there's partition and the establishment of Northern Ireland. Michael D. Higgins believes in commemoration and in recognising history. And I think therefore uh, what I found if one tries to do that exercise uh, you have uh, to make your way back uh, to <clears throat> recovering the integrity of detail. Uh, and that is that uh, there are things that have to be faced. And equally, this is part of what the, this morning uh, is about. President Michael D. Higgins speaking there in Richmond Barracks back in 2016, 100 years on 
from the rising today. The President is not in a position to attend what's being called the Service of Reflection and Hope, which will take place in Armagh next month. Uh, it's being held to mark 100 years since the partition of Ireland and indeed the creation of Northern Ireland. Let's speak first to Independent Senator Gerard Crockwell, because you've actually written to President Higgins and asked him to change his mind and to attend this ceremony. Why so? Uh, good morning, Michael. Good morning to your listeners. Um, yes, the independent group, which I belong to, an extremely diverse group, uh, including people like Mick, Michael McDowell and um, uh, Roman Mullen, myself, Victor Boy and Sharon Kogan, we discussed it. And we felt it was a missed opportunity uh, to uh, stretch out the hand of friendship. Um, it was not a, a celebration of partition, which no, no red, red-blooded Irish person could support. It was a commemoration. It was, as you pointed out this morning, uh, a religious service of reflection and hope. And we felt, and I strongly feel, that uh, we need to reflect uh, on where this island is going and where we wanted to go with hope. We the, the, the hope is a major part of this. We want a better Ireland for all of us. And whether that is the united Ireland in the distant future, or whether it is just learning to live with one another, that's what we wanted. That was the point we wanted to make. OK, let me go to Labour Party TD for Loud and East Mead. Jed Nash, who's also with us. And a very good morning to you, and thank you indeed for joining us on the programme this morning. The President's office is, of course, an independent office. Michael D. Higgins is Labour to the core. What does the Labour Party make of this? Um, well, I don't think any connection should be made between the Labour Party and Michael D. Higgins. He's independent in the execution of his office. He's an independent representative. He's been elected by all of the people. Of course, uh, he has had a history uh, of long service as a Labour Party public representative and as an academic. Uh, and uh, on that basis, I think, with his experience, he comes at this issue. Looking at it, uh, without I must say I was stopped by a journalist in the corridor in Leicester House uh, one day last week. They asked, um, I hadn't known uh, of this issue until it was brought to my attention by the journalist concerned. Uh, and I think the journalist thought I might have some kind of insight uh, into the president's thinking on this. Um, I didn't say anything about this this week because I wasn't sure of what the context was and what the rationale was. But I did um, come at it from this direction, Michael. Um, the president doesn't make up his mind on an issue without properly reflecting uh, on the implications of it, uh, on the implications of attending an event for his office, uh, how the office might be viewed by the Irish people and so on. So uh, having explained it as he did uh, last week, mm. I think in very clear terms, I understand why he declined the invitation. It was not designed to offend anybody. Um it seems as though he's been considering it. It seems as though he's been considering it for the last five, six months uh, that he, yeah. he let the organisers of this know last March uh, that he wouldn't be going on the basis that the invitation had been made, which was specifically to recognise the partition and the establishment of Northern Ireland. Yeah, which is not something that uh, the president. Um, at this point in time felt it was appropriate to uh, attend an event of that nature. Now, I do know that um, even what might be considered to be relatively minor events, the protocol always <clears throat> in our Sanuktron is to plan several months ahead. Uh, and there's very detailed <clears throat> planning and consideration of an event that goes in 
to accepting an invitation. And often organisers work with our Sanuk Duran to make sure that any sensitivities uh, that may um, present themselves and may have been raised with our Sanuk Duran could be sad, could be addressed. Uh, and if they're not addressed, then the minister sim- or the president simply won't attend. To remember, the president is not an ordinary politician. He's the embodiment of our constitution. He's the embodiment of who we are as a people. Um, he has reflected very, very heavily through a series of lectures and various other interventions, mm. research and seminars and so on, on the decade of centenaries. And I, I recall what the, 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 the Taoiseach said a couple of years ago uh, when Michael D was, when the, when, when the president was running for office again. Uh, he believed that there was nobody better suited to handle the decade of commemorations and the centenaries that we're experiencing at the moment more sensitively than Michael D. Higgins because of his own family experience of being split. The family was split during the war of uh, the Civil War uh, and the pain and hurt that that caused. And he understands the pain and hurt that partition caused for mm. the Irish people. We all okay. understand that. And felt of with course. his position. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a minister. Yeah. And Jared Crockwell would say he understands that as well because I think you said no red-blooded Irish man would uh, attend an event to celebrate these uh, historical uh, events, but uh, that in, in the sake of hoping to uh, further the peace process, uh, that they should be recognised, and that would be the reason for uh, attending. Uh, but is somebody not being mischievous here, do you not think, uh, Jared Crockwell, given how the President told the organisers last March that this needed to be changed in terms of how it was being framed, in terms of how the invitation was being framed? Well, Michael, you know, there's been a lot of confusion since the president first spoke on this. Um, I believe Michael D. Higgins is probably the best president we could have had for the uh, centenary of uh, commemoration. Um, uh, But when he first said he wasn't traveling, it was because he he alleged that he had been addressed in the invitation as the president of the Republic of Ireland. He has since clarified that, Mm. that he wasn't. Uh, The politicization of this event Uh, arises specifically out of statements that were made from the Republic of Ireland side uh, of the border. And um, I feel that the President was badly let down by our own Department of Foreign Affairs who would be the people to advise as to whether he should attend an event or not. Remember, Presidents are not... The the President can decide to look for that uh, advice, but but as I understand it, there's no obligation on him to do that and he can make his own decisions himself. But in this case, uh, Michael, he did seek the advice of the department, and the department gave no clear advice. Now, presidents from time to time uh, and heads of country from time to time are asked to do things that they may personally not feel comfortable doing, like meeting heads of state from countries that they don't particularly like or agree with. Mm. Um, But this is different, because we're not talking about foreign countries in terms of how many people in the Republic, at least, perceive all of this. Uh, And I think it can be argued that for the President of Ireland to attend such an event could be seen as a celebration of these events, uh, or indeed as a a recognition, uh, if nothing else, uh, of British occupation, because they stem from British occupation. I accept what you're saying, but I also accept what uh, Jed Nash, uh, my former colleague in the Senate and now excellent Labour Senator for our Labour TD for, for uh, uh, that part of the world, Dundalk uh, and um, uh, uh, Drogheda. But 
Michael D. Higgins, our president, has always found a formula of words where he could explain anything. Um, he is a master at language, and I believe that uh, he would have been able to explain this. I, quite frankly, I, I, I don't mind admitting this, I'm completely taken aback by the approach that has been taken uh, with this particular event. A very moderate unionists that I engage with on a regular basis have uh, told me how, of their deep disappointment that the president wouldn't attend um, a religious event. It was not a political. I don't remember the DUP attending any events to commemorate 1916. No, and you're dead right. There are extremists on the mm. unionist side who will make no. mileage out of this for years to come. Any they members? Say, any members of the DUP? Uh, I, I, I'm not going to say every member, but certainly most of no, them. No, I'm saying I don't remember any member of the DUP attending any ceremony to commemorate 1916. No, they did not. No. They did not. And, 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 and is, that not, is, the... is, is that not setting a, a standard for Michael D. Higgins, for the President of Ireland, for the office of the President of our state, uh, that uh, they don't have to live up to themselves? I think our president is bigger than any DUP member anywhere. Uh, I think our president is uh, far, comes from a far different um, uh, genre, if you want, in Irish okay. society. All right, let me and, go back to Jed Nash, uh, because uh, there's a question uh, over attending such a, a events. If Michael D. Higgins is right not to go to that event in its capacity as the president of Ireland, an independent, neutral office, well, then what can be said uh, about uh, the Minister for Foreign Affairs, the Fine Gael Minister, a politician, uh, and Declan Kearney, uh, who's the chairperson of uh, Sinn Féin, uh, again a politician and a member of the Stormont uh, uh, Assembly, uh, attending a similar event over the weekend? Um, it was a similar event, but not the same. <clears throat> and the Office of President, the Office of a uh, Minister, whether that be the Minister for Foreign Affairs or any other cabinet position, <clears throat> is entirely different. And there would be an expectation that um, a, a government minister, if invited to an event by the Presbyterian Church, an, an event that you know, might, might, might seek to debate and have some kind of discourse, political discourse around the direction of travel of the country, it's, only, it's, it's more than appropriate that a minister would attend that because ministers are involved in the day-to-day -day evolution uh, of those relationships. Um, the president isn't necessarily uh, involved in those kinds of events and activities. And I, I, I think, I mean, to take a step back here, um, the Senator Quackwell said that the, the, the president is a, a master at language. He absolutely is. And that's why he understood. He could see that there was a political landmine facing him if he were to accept um, this invitation, um, considering that he expressed his reservations about the way in which it was articulated quite a number of months ago. Um, I'm not surprised that he uh, has respectfully declined this. And, and to be frank, the reason why we're having uh, mm. a debate six or seven days on from uh, this initially entering the public domain is because that there are politicians, mainly those from the North, who were given this oxygen uh, that we don't believe it should be given. And because it's become an international incident uh, as such, and because there's a, an awful lot of people who are talking about it, who have great admiration for the posi position that the President has taken. Yeah, I, I think so. And now reflect on this for a little, if you will. <clears throat> he had to balance all of these um, potential problems. Um, mark my words, um, we would be having a very different conversation uh, on the programme in the middle of October if the president were to kind of blindly accept that invitation, given the fact that 
um, the SDLP and Sinn Féin uh, withdrew uh, their imprimatur, as it were, for the event. They will not be attending. There's certain resonances here as well um, relating to the um, decision taken by the president back in 2016 when he initiated to um, a, a cross-party, cross-community event uh, marking the 1916 um, Rising that was to take place under the ages of the then uh, Sinn uh, Féin mayor of uh, Belfast uh, City Council back in 2016 when the DUP and Ulster Unionist Party uh, withdrew. Uh, the president then respectfully withdrew as well because he did not want to be involved in the politicisation uh, of uh, an event of this nature because he uniquely understands, I think, the sensitivities of this. And this is why he decided to respect, respectfully decline this invitation. Mm. That does not mean uh, that the president is not involved in reconciliation work day in, day out. He is. He's done that at a very high level and he'll continue to do so. Okay. Do you accept that uh, it has been politicised or it is an event that could be politicised, Jared Crockwell? I think the event has been politicised now okay. um, far more than it would ever have been. I agree with uh, uh, Jed that uh, had the um, uh, president gone to this event, we probably would be on this station this morning mm. discussing it and there would be outrage from some sides. But look, what, what has happened now is it has created a, a political incident, um, mm. which whether we like it or not, we're going to have to find a, a way to work through. And, and just, just very briefly, because I do want to ask uh, about a, a separate issue just yes no uh, should a government minister go in place of Michael D Higgins Jared Crockwell I don't think so now I think okay. it's too far okay Jed Nash again yes no yeah well if an invitation was uh, received it should be considered and uh, on balance um, I see no difficulty whatsoever with a government minister in the right circumstances uh, and, and mm. on a certain understanding um, um, attending this respectfully okay uh, and uh, if I can move to this other issue, uh, if you look at that as a political event, uh, which I think you're both saying now that to some degree it has been politicised, uh, that allows for legitimate protest outside. Uh, I, don't, I take it neither, again, if we could go yes, no, because I want to talk about Leo Radker, uh, I take it neither of you would have uh, any problem with uh, a protest taking place outside of this event in Armagh, whether it was a Republican or a Unionist protest. Jed Nash? Um, that, that, that's entirely up to individuals. Legitimate uh, peaceful process, though. So, I mean, uh, there's a political legitimate, respectfully, in an informed way. Yeah. Um, my preference would, of course, that it wouldn't happen. Of course. Because, yeah. Know, I, I think we should re- respect those who believe that the um, creation of Northern Ireland was a good thing. Yep. You know, respect politically the differences that we have uh, and allow them to remember that in whichever way they wish. Okay. Uh, I'm. I'm, I'm trying to uh, get from both of you what is legitimate protest I suppose and that's the purpose of that and if people have political feelings it can be considered legitimate protest. Would you agree with that uh, Jared Crockwell in the sense of of something as extreme as protesting outside of this event? I I wouldn't agree with the protest there. I think it would be wrong. Okay, but uh, legitimate? Uh, every protest is legitimate in the eyes of those who uh, organise okay. them. So from that perspective... Is it legitimate to stand out somebody's, outside somebody's house, though, uh, and shout homophobic things about them? Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think most decent thinking people would think that. Uh, and I suppose that's why I was using the extreme idea of a protest outside that, which I think whether you like it or, or not, most, most people would probably accept if it was a legitimate, peaceful protest. But to go up to somebody's house, as was the case with Leo Radker, or to stand outside a hospital that provides uh, abortion services, uh, is there something that needs to be done in terms of curbing 
the freedom to protest that most of us would fight for Jednash? Well, I, I think there's a difference between legitimate political protest yeah. um, that, that's appropriate and personalising um, protest in a way that uh, has become fashionable over the last few years. I've been a victim of that myself, Michael, uh, back in 2014. I remember it well, yeah. Outside of your house. Protesting yeah. outside of my own um, home in the middle of Drogheda. And um, I, I think that's a, a bridge too far. People who wouldn't have the balls to put their name on a ballot paper mm. uh, deciding that they could shout the odds outside my home. Uh, and that's the difference. Um, but of course, I didn't have to withstand uh, the kind of abuse that uh, the Tornister has to, um, which is uh, based uh, on the fact that he's gay. Um, he's living with his partner uh, in Dublin 8. Um, this is homophobic, vitriolic, nasty, abhorrent, disgusting mm. stuff. Uh, and uh, I would have an issue as well with how it's been reported um, in the media. With some quarters this morning, um, this was as if this was some kind of a um, you know gentle um, policy orientated mm. process, uh, albeit outside somebody's home. Uh, many many media outlets um, mm. failed to remark on the fact that uh, much of this was actually. Um, vile, vitriolic, um, homophobic um, stuff. Um, yeah. And that has no place in our society. That has no place uh, in our society. And no, no place pro- whatsoever. No, no protests, uh, I think, should take place outside of somebody's home where there are other individuals uh, resident uh, or, or the neighbours having to put up with that sort of, of uh, protest. There is this constitutional right to assemble. Uh, as I said, most of us would fight for that. Uh, but a balance has to be brought to it, doesn't it? Uh, and that this sort of nonsense has to be uh, stopped. I, I don't know how you manage to do that, though. Is it possible, do you think? Jed? Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I thought that was refer- referring to the <laughs> Sorry I, Sorry, I believe that uh, the type of thing that you're talking about is totally and utterly unacceptable. Mm. I mean, we had a similar situation with Joan Burton over in Tala some years ago. Uh, who are these people that they think they can do these things, that they can scream uh, homophobic things out Can they be stopped? Uh, politicians? I, I believe that actually it should be an offence to, um, uh, to stand outside somebody's house and to shout in uh, any sort of abuse, homophobic or otherwise. Yeah, but Uh, I mean, there's a problem, obviously, in stopping protests outside hospitals because of the constitutional right to assemble. Uh, So it may actually require a constitutional referendum in order to legislate against certain types of protests in certain places. We, we don't we don't um, we don't actually have on the statute books a, a clear definition of what might, what might constitute hate speech and hate crime. Mm. Um, now, uh, for some people, that goes too far. Um, I don't believe it does. As always, there should be a balance of rights and responsibilities. You've a right to protest, but you've a right to do that respectfully. Mm. Uh, and I think that's the difference. Um, we don't have on our statute books a definition of hate speech. And in anybody's language, any anyone I think who is tolerant, democratic. And in any way, mm. has a modicum of decency about them, would understand that it is not right to shout homophobic abuse no. uh, at anybody mm. uh, in the street, outside the home, or anywhere else and for that, that matter. And, and so, that, and that, think, and that should be criminal in itself. Uh, I well, well, I think it should, but also mm. as well, I think that they're, they're, I think it's a it's a reflection as well of how society has changed mm. uh, and how, uh, for example, you know, um, the, the wild west that is social media mm. um, has kind of almost given license mm. to these kinds of things to happen. Um, there's certain things you can do on social media and social media companies and the law does not protect you. Yeah. Um, and this is giving people license then to 
mimic that behaviour outside, for example, the tonnage does home. Mm. So I think there's a responsibility in society as well to tr- check itself. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's crazy say, stuff. Look, it's if crazy. you're doing this, yeah. don't. Mm. It, it's, not cra- on, it's not acceptable. I yeah. call people out. Yeah, but you'll preach to the converted saying that, and that's the problem because it's crazy stuff and you can't talk to crazy minds and get them to see sense. Uh, I don't think we're going to get the answer. Just very briefly to conclude, Jared Crockwell, as I say, I don't think we're going to get the answer here this morning, but it's certainly food for thought, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I have to agree with uh, J.P.C. Nash there. Absolutely, we need some sort of legislation on hate crime. And and that uh, extends right across, whether it's social media or the type of thing you're d- discussing, standing outside hospitals that are providing abortion services. Uh, there will always be differing views on what's right and what's wrong with respect to abort- abortion. Mm-hmm. But the country has made a decision on that, and we must live by it uh, uh, unless the country decides to change that view at some stage in the future and I I cannot understand anybody that would want to harass and harangue people that were going about their legal activities Absolutely, alright, listen we'll leave it there but thank you both uh, for all of the time that you've given us this morning, much appreciated Uh, and good to talk to both of you for that matter Labour Party TD for Loud and East Mead, Jed Nash and Independent Senator Gerard Crockwell Michael Reed on LMFM Selling a little? or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.